land is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America with the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Come one, come all. Welcome to episode four of Discovering Adventure, Finding the Magic Together. My name is Chris. This is, of course... And I'm Rochelle. Rochelle. We are your hosts, and today we have... I would say for us, at least, kind of like this long-awaited topic that we've been wanting to discuss and experience really over the last two years, and we've brought it up in some of our past podcasts. We finally undertook the great adventure that is Chef's Kitchen at the Napa Rose at Mm. Disneyland. However, before we get into that, Rochelle would like to talk about some Disney news, which I have no idea what she's going to talk about. She wouldn't tell me, so take it away. So they just had the Destination D23 Expo today. So this is breaking news as of today. They announced a whole bunch of stuff coming out to almost every Disney park out there. So there's a lot coming. So I'm going to try to go as fast as I can through everything. First of all, Tiana's Palace opened two days ago at Disneyland. New Orleans food, quick service. Tiana herself was there to open it. I think we talked about that in one yes. of the podcasts. Yes. So we'll need to check that out next time we go. Um, they Most of these are Walt Disney World news, but it's worth saying. So first of all, they are going to add in a Pirate's Tavern, themed tavern at Walt Disney World by the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Um, they talked about Country Bears. Country Bear Jamboree is going to get a new songs, new, not a refurb, but a refresh. Okay. That one's been around since the 60s. So it's kind of overdue for an update or a refresh. Yeah, I don't think it's changed since then. So it's a big <laughs> deal. Yeah. <laughs> and it used to be in Disneyland. And then I want to say in the 90s, it got moved to Disney World where it still shows the original show. So big deal they're getting they're going to be playing some new songs over there um test track is being reimagined what that means i don't know but they are going to be redoing test track okay which is that one that you go in the car and go really fast over at disney world that one's pretty fun uh journey of water over at epcot finally has a start date which is october 16th and that is the moana themed kind of water play area that Epcot has kind of been under construction for like a year. So finally, that's going to be ready. Um, They are doing a figment meet and greet, which I'm not a fan of figment. Some people are fans of figment. I think us Disneylanders are not big figment people, but he's like a life-size figment. I don't know how I feel about that. I have no idea what you're talking about. You remember when we went on the ride at Disney World and there's a little purple dragon that was kind of annoying. That's Figment. Don't remember. All right. Anyway, <laughs> um, the Hatbox Ghost in Haunted Mansion, which is currently at Disneyland, which if you don't know what the Hatbox hat Ghost is, it was something that was going to be included in the original Haunted Mansion. 
back when the ride was created and they couldn't get the effect right and it disappeared forever. I don't know what happened to it. Nobody could ever find it again. They did bring it back to Disneyland um, a few years ago, five or ten years ago now. And Walt Disney World is getting their own hat box ghost now. He's the one on the ride where his head disappears and it reappears inside of the box. Okay, cool. So that's a cool one. Yeah. Um, they finally announced the details of the new Treasure cruise ship, which looks amazing, huge, incredible. I'm still trying to convince you to go on a Disney cruise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I haven't said no. But you also haven't said yes. But I haven't said yes. <laughs> that is true. And uh, so that's going to be... They just announced that you can start booking it soon, but... It's still not going to set sail for a little bit. Um, but they also just announced that they are making a brand new ship, another one. This Treasure One's brand spanking new, built from the ground up. They just announced today that they're doing another one called the Adventure. That one's going to be sailing through Singapore and Southeast Asia, which I don't think they have any right now going to those areas. So that's exciting. Um, and the big ones is uh so when we went to disney world they had a dino land mm -hmm. that I we that. explored they closed it and even when we were there one of the rides was completely demolished um they closed it and they announced today that they are turning it into an encanto slash indiana jones land that's a big change that's a big change and i think speculation is that dinosaur ride that we rode there has the same ride track system as the Indiana Jones ride here at Disneyland. So I'm wondering if it's going to be the same kind of Indiana Jones right. ride, but easy, for, easy to convert if that is the case. Yes. It's literally the same exact ride vehicles. It's just with a dinosaur layout, but the Indiana Jones ride here has its issues. It breaks down a lot. Yeah. There are some effects that were supposed to be in it that don't work, and they've kind of jerry-rigged them to fix them over the years. But So maybe this new one, they'll um, get it all working. Hopefully. So that'll be cool. Um, they are coming out with a new Zootopia show in mm. Animal Kingdom. It's going to be, pretty sure it's going to be replacing that Bugs Life show that everybody hates. Because it's like the spiders jump out at you and stuff. I know when we went into it, our son cried. So, oh, that's right. <laughs> so, Zootopia <laughs> show will be so much better. Um, there's a new show coming to Epcot fireworks nighttime show called Luminous. So that'll be interesting. We saw Harmonious when we were there, and I really like that show. And they ended it, but now they're coming out with a new one. Um, the big villain character at Oogie Boogie's Bash right now is Dr. Doom from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Fantastic Four. No, I think his name is Dr. Doom. Well, Maybe I, I'm I wrong. Say, I know that the Fantastic Four had a villain. Like the, <laughs> the main villain was Dr. Doom. Yes. This is this is that creepy guy who puts the tunes in the in the sludge and kills them. Could be Dr. Doom. It could we, be. We might have to look that one up to, uh, yeah. to be sure. I could have sworn it was Dr. Doom, but maybe I'm wrong. But he is like the big uh, villain this year that everybody is wanting to meet and greet. Last year it was Ernesto from Kogo. Right. Ernesto de la Cruz. He was a cool one. This one looks really cool, too. I've been seeing some video come out. And finally, the biggest 
announcement that I'm excited for. Back when they announced Avengers Campus, they said there was going to be two rides. There's going to be Spider-Man and another one. And then they scrapped the other one. And because of budget and time and whatever it is, um, they said that that would be coming in phase two. Well, I feel like personally, Disney is notorious for not doing their phase two stuff. But they just announced today that they are putting that ride in. Nice. It's going to be centered around the Quinjet, and you're going to be able to jump through different times of stuff and some sort of Quinjet ride. It's going to be where right now there's that big building with the Quinjet on top, and they do like that stunt show up yeah, on the top. And right. it's just kind of like a big building, a of, big nothing. building of nothing. Yeah. Yes, it's going to be in there. Makes sense. So... It's actually coming. So I don't know when. I'm going to say, so they're finally doing something with that. They're finally doing something with that. It's Good. not just going to be for the stunt show. So that, oh, and there's some new Star Wars character walkarounds at Disneyland only. So that'll be exciting. I, I don't know this person. I don't know how to say her name. <laughs> but it's General Sindula. <clears throat> it's the lady with the big green things coming out the back of her head. Not the one, not the one from the new show, right? No, I don't think so. Okay. I'm not too familiar with that show. That Ash Ashoka? Yeah. She's already there. Oh, okay. She's Never already mind. a walk-around character. They, they've they been having her for a few weeks now. But now there's this other lady, too. Cool. So if you like Star Wars... Check it out. It, I feel like Disneyland gets the Star Wars characters before Disney World does. So Yeah, that's that's what it seems like. So they definitely have the Mandalorian. They have the Ashoka girl. They have this one. You know, and... Just your general Star Wars stuff. So that's it. That's a lot. That's a lot of stuff. I know. That took about they... two hours already. Sorry. So podcast is over. <laughs> We're not talking about Napa Rose. We'll reserve that for episode five. Sorry, but there Just was kidding. a I tried to go as fast as I could, but there was a lot coming out this morning. And all my friends were texting each other. Did you see this? Did you see this? Did you see this? Well, I think we all appreciate that uh, that update. Mm-hmm. And but now it's time. For the, the conversation, infamous, the, the infamous, infamous, the chef's table at Napa Rose. Finally, Brrr. we get to, we went to it. Nothing got in our way this time. No sickness. I know when we were, when we were driving up there, we were joking like, oh, something's going to happen. We're like, we're going to get into a car accident or <laughs> just something weird's going to happen. Where for some reason, we're not going to be able to go. I think you even... Went on a walk. I went on a walk that morning and I totally tripped and almost bailed. And I was like, I swear, if I sprain my ankle again, Chris is going to kill me. Because <laughs> <laughs> here we are again, the day of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we, we, we went and, you know, depending on where you're coming from, I think, you know, let's just start from, I guess, the very beginning of traveling. You know, depending well, on... Well, even before that, how did you get the reservation? Oh, well, yeah, the... The reservations are kind of tricky because it's not like your typical restaurant where you can just call or go online and make a reservation. Um, I had tried originally, probably at some point at the end of 2020, maybe, to oh, get a, yeah. to get a reservation, give or take. And I, you know, called and they would say that they were completely booked, and then they just recommended to call back at the first of the month every single time. And so I tried that a few times and I was never able to, to get through because when I would call them right around the time that they would open, they would already be booked. So I was like, okay, maybe, 
maybe there's somebody online that knows a, a quick or an easy trick to actually get a reservation at the chef's table. So I found I found some type of message forum, maybe it was Reddit, I don't remember, who they, they recommend to do a couple things before you actually call. Or, well, actually, I take that back. So they recommend to call 12 a.m. on the first of the month. 60 days before. Yeah, well, yeah, because two, two two or three months before, because they they're, they're not going to have anything available that month. Yeah. They're unless somehow a bunch of people cancel their reservation, then maybe they'll have an opening. But chances are, when you call, if you call in the month of January, January first, you're probably not going to be able to get in until March, more yes. than likely. And I will just say too, so usually with Disney dining, it's sixty days to the day that you can make your dining reservations. However, this is the only one where if you want to go any time in the month of, let's say, March, you have to call on the first, the 60-day, so whatever the two months is before. So the first opens up for the entire two months, like the entire month of the two months later, if that makes sense. Makes sense, yes. So the, the trick or the tip that I found online was to call... 12 a.m. the first of the month and leave a message telling them who you are, what you're looking for. And then after you call and leave a message, you want to then email them. And I, I don't I, if I knew the email address off the top of my head, I'd give it to you. But you can I'm sure you can find it online. But you want to email them just saying, hey, I called and left a voicemail. I'm looking for a reservation uh, for two, three people, whatever it is. And um, yeah. And so I, I sent them an email about you know, a little bit after the time I left a voicemail and both you times just, you just wait for well, them yeah, to call both, you back. <laughs> both times that I did that, I was able to successfully book a reservation, but that was the only way I was able to do that. The first time I successfully booked a reservation was in 2020, the end of 2021, I think, or I don't know. It was right it around was the t- about a year ago. Yeah. It was right around the time that we were moving because we moved in, I think, September, I think it was September of October of 2022, and I was able to get the reservation like around June or July of 2022. Something like that. Something like that. So that time I called, emailed, they called me back, I think within a week and confirmed a reservation in a few months. Perfect. But then we had an issue with, you know, I think Caden, our son getting sick and or that was the first time. And then the second time I sprained my ankle. So then this was the third time you oh, had gotten a reservation. I guess I'm just mixing the two of those up. But yeah, so I guess I was able to get a reservation three times. So long story short, call them, leave a message, then email them. And you should be able to get or you should get a call back. And then at that point, you just got to wait. Um, so yeah, so that's how you're able to get a reservation. Call them first, email them, and then you should be good. And then depending on where you're at, the day of, you definitely want to leave as early as possible because as everybody knows, Southern California traffic is just absolutely incredible mm-hmm. during rush hour. And yeah. we live, you know, if we were to on a normal, non-busy rush hour, trafficy day, we would be able to get to Disneyland in about an hour. Maybe a little less. Maybe, maybe a little less if there's like zero traffic, but... I think it took us, what, almost two and a half hours to get there? Maybe yeah. a little less than yeah. that, like two hours and 15 minutes. Yeah. We 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 were hoping to leave maybe a little bit before five because we knew we were going to hit some traffic, but you were just 
bang bang like as soon as i get home from work let's go and i think we've we actually left closer to 4 30 maybe a little bit before then yeah i think it was closer to four because i got off of work at 3 30 i got off early so that we could make yeah. it in time yeah we, we left about four we got down there at about 6 20 yeah something like that we we definitely underestimated the traffic a little bit but i'm glad that you know, you thought it was a good idea to check the traffic around three o'clock just to make sure, because I think that's kind of when it started to back up a little bit. And when I was reading uh, about it, people were saying you don't want to do this on a day that you do the theme parks because you don't want to be walking around all day in the theme parks. And then because it's a long experience and then sitting at the chef's table um it makes for a really long day. So if you wanted to do this, do it on a day that you're not going to the theme park. Maybe you're it's a pool day for you. Right. Or you're local and you can go whenever. Um, but that was, I saw that suggestion from somebody else too. Yeah, I think originally we were planning on getting there like an hour early just so we can walk around downtown Disney a bit. Plus I wanted to check out all the new stuff with the hotels and that did not happen at all. Yeah. So we got there a little bit before 6.30 and you pull up into, because it's at the Grand Californian mm-hmm, Hotel, mm-hmm. you pull up into the parking lot and uh, there's somebody there, like a security guard, and you have to tell them your name that you have a reservation at the Napa Rose and they kind of just tell you where to go and you drive in and you get free valet parking. For five hours. For five hours. And that's for any reservation at the Napa Rose, not just the chef's kitchen. Perfect. So, so. if you have just a standard reservation at the Napa Rose non-chef's table or chef's kitchen, you, you get you get free uh, valet parking for, mm-hmm. for five hours. So that was pretty nice to have yeah. that. Um, so you pull up, you valet, you, you take, give them your car and you go through the hotel. And again, we've talked about last episode, how cool that hotel is. Yeah, I love that hotel. Yeah, super nice hotel. Walk into the restaurant. I guess you, you probably have a better idea. So where is Napa Rose in conjunction with like, the hotel and how the best way to get to it, I guess. So when you walk into the main doors, you have those big sliding glass, uh, like mosaic doors. You walk in there, you're in the lobby. Um, you go through the lobby, uh, just straight down. And as you're walking, then you basically go outside the other side of the lobby. And so you have the pool, you keep walking, you have storytellers cafe to your left, you keep walking. Um, and it's right straight in front of you, Napa Rose. And if you were, it's like right on a corner. So if you were to turn the corner there, that's where the entrance is for California Venture. That's where Craftsman Grill is, where we like to eat a lot. Um, but it's right there in the corner between storytellers and the entrance to California Venture. Yeah. And, and so you walk in and it's, you know, a very, it's a very upscale looking restaurant. Mm-hmm. They, I was surprised there were not that many tables in there. Yeah. It seemed a lot bigger on the outside. Yeah. It's very small inside. Yeah. Small which, and intimate, which I feel like is kind of strange for like a Disneyland restaurant, I mm-hmm. guess. That's one of the things that we thought was kind of funny. I'll mention it now was, you know, you're sitting there and you're looking around and everything looks really nice and high end. Like it feels like you're <laughs> at like one of the fanciest restaurants that you could be at. But then you got, you know, you look behind you and you see a child with Mickey ears and babies a crying balloon. and balloons and, you know, souvenir <laughs> lightsabers. And you're just kind of like, oh yeah, that's right. I'm at Disneyland. So it's kind of weird that you get that like dichotomy of like two different worlds. You get like the fancy restaurant world but then you're kind of brought back to reality and you're like okay well actually 
It's fancy, but it's not too fancy. Yeah. And this is the same restaurant where you can go and do the the princess brunch with the um the princess meet and greet like character meal. So if that's something you want to do, there's not a lot of tables in there. And you know what else I found interesting? When we called to make the reservation, or we talked to the lady about the reservation, she asked us, oh, what time do you want to come for your reservation? And so we said seven because I was thinking, you know, with traffic and everything, getting down there. But, and then she mentioned like, well, you're the only people that are going to be at those seats for the entire night. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sounds great. (laughs) But we were truly, there were two seats there reserved just for us. Nobody had been sitting there before us. Nobody sat there after us. So we, even if we were running late, we probably could have called and told them because it was our, those were our seats for the whole night. Yeah. So there was nobody else there, which is why, partly why I feel like this reservation is so hard to get because there's only four seats in the chef's kitchen area. And so that's yours for the night. Nobody else, they're not turning that table over at all. Yeah. Exactly. And so you get into the restaurant, you're greeted by the hostess and you tell her, of course, you know, say it very proud, have a reservation at chef's kitchen, chef's table for two, (laughs) you know, because you feel very proud that you're able to finally get it and and make it. And uh, she walks you over to your seats. And like Rochelle said, there's literally, you know, there's there's four chairs and there is there's a couple that was already there next to us that probably had been there already for at least an hour. Yeah, Yeah. they were a few courses ahead of us. Yeah. And you sit down and it's pretty much like you're watching an episode of the restaurant. Like you're you're essentially just watching all the chefs and chef's assistants. I don't know what you call them exactly, but sous chefs chefs, and whoever else. I don't know the, the lingo, but you're watching all these different chefs just kind of run around and prepare meals. And you have like the main chef, the sous chef, the master chef, the grandmaster chef, whatever you want to call them. Uh, and they, they introduce themselves to you and they kind of let you know, you know, that this is going to be a very tailored experience. And they mm-hmm. ask you if you have any food allergies, some of your preferences. Yeah. And then that's sort of where the entertainment starts, because at that point you're waiting for your food. They get your, um, you know, if you want a cocktail or a wine mm-hmm. and you just kind of watch these employees, these chefs just kind of do what they do on a daily basis that you normally wouldn't see because you're just sitting at a table and they're doing it behind the wall. And it was interesting because the way that that kitchen is set up, it's like half the restaurant and there are no walls yeah. at all. So even if you're sitting in the restaurant, you can you have full view of that kitchen. Right. It is totally open and you're sitting like at a bar kind of um an extension of the kitchen i guess you could say like the table is kind of part of the kitchen um but yeah i was surprised at how open it was and i think you might have said it too it's kind of reminiscent of hell's kitchen yeah where like you can just see it's just totally open that's what i meant i I think i said the restaurant there's so many different restaurant (laughs) shows for some reason that one came to mind but yes i meant hell's kitchen exactly and uh but yeah you you're just sitting there and you're watching do their thing there was a section of chefs that were working on appetizers, a section of chefs that were working on like the main dishes and a section of chefs that were working on desserts. And you could talk to them if you wanted. Like they don't care. They're like, oh yeah, ask us whatever questions you want. And so. Yeah. And you could hear pretty much everything that they're saying. So if the sous chef, you know, if somebody brought them a dish and he didn't like the way it looked or the plate was too hot, 
you would hear them just call them out and say, hey, bring this back. It needs more of this. Or what's going on with these plates? Why are they so hot? So it was really cool just to kind of get that like personal insight and probably what happens at most restaurants. It was just it was just really cool. Yeah, although I don't know if it happens at most restaurants to that degree. I think most but it, most fancier restaurants. Fancier, yes. Yeah. But it was very cool. It was like once the person was done making their dish, they delivered it to like the executive chef who's standing there at like the counter where they do the service and everything. And he checks every single dish to yep. make sure that it is totally 100% perfect before he lets the waitress or the waiter take it yeah. to the table. So that was really cool. And we did see like Christmas and we saw quite a few, um, well, not quite a few, but a small handful of dishes get sent back because they were not up to par. Yeah, um, I was pretty shocked. And I don't think they, you know, they did it in a, in a disrespectful way. In fact, one of the, the sous chefs, uh, there was a younger um, uh, chef who was, you know, I think it might have been his first day. And it was kind of cool to see this where he kind of took him to the side and gave him like being in retail, we call it like coaching. And basically to say, hey, you know what? You're doing a really good job. You know, don't don't take it in a negative light when somebody comes over here and like coaches you. But I thought you did a really good job. Next time you could do this a little bit better. So it was really neat. This happened towards the end of our meal, but it, I think you, I think you had stepped out for a second to use the restroom. But yeah. I, I thought it was really cool just to kind of just see that and just how like real and raw it was. I don't know. I just I got a kick out of that. Yeah, yeah, and it was interesting um, too. Like like you were mentioning before, they hand tailored this meal for you. So I think he had four questions for us, and it was like, do you have any allergies? Do you have anything that you don't like to eat? Like any preferences? Mm -hmm. Um, how do are you, like you your meat prepared? How do you like your steak, your meat? Are you okay with gamey meats? Because mm -hmm. they did have rabbit on the menus yeah. and a couple other things. Um, are and you open to trying new things? That was the, the biggest one. Yeah. Are you open to trying new things? And we were like, you know what? Once in a lifetime, yeah. why not? <laughs> I figured, you know, I thought, I honestly, I thought about, say, I thought about saying no for a second, but it's just one of those things where you're just like, I'm here. You, you just have to do it. Mm -hmm. because either way, even if it's something that you may not try like in real life or outside of like a fancier restaurant, you never know. You might yeah. like it. And, and and I think for the both of us, there were things that we were given that we had never tried before and mm -hmm. we were quite surprised that we enjoyed it. Yeah. And there were, um, when you do the chef's table, it's an eight course meal, but they're like, smaller versions yeah. of what they actually give you if you were to order it in the restaurant. So that's why it's so much. And everything that we had was fantastic. But I did hear some other people were saying that if you got a dish and you didn't like it, because you don't know what you're going to get until they literally put it down in front of you and say, this is what this is. You don't have a say in anything. Um, but I was reading before we went, that if there were anything that you got that you were just like, you know what, this isn't my jam. I don't really like this. I would really like what so-and-so got over there. They would come and bring you out a new one. No questions asked. They're perfectly fine with that. But we ended up not doing that because we left everything that we got. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I think maybe I'll talk about it more when we, when we go through each um, dish that we got. But here's what I will say. I can't say that every single dish I loved, and there was maybe one or two dishes that I liked that you had gotten versus mm -hmm. mine, 
But I again, it's not like I dislike the meal that I got. Yeah. I thought it was still really good, but my preference probably would have been... For the other for one. For the other one. But, but I wasn't going to be like, ew, take this back. I don't like it. I still like the dish. It was still really good. Yeah. But when I tasted, you know, one of the things that you had, I was like, oh, you know what? I kind of like that a little bit better. <laughs> but again, that's sort of like that to me, at least that's part of the experience. Trying yeah. something new, trying something that I probably wouldn't have tried yeah. normally. So yeah. if, if that's the case, then, you know, I'm not going to complain and say, hey, I want to, I want this because I like it more. I was just happy that I was able to try something new. Mm-hmm. And... Part of the chef's table experience, too, is you have the option to add on wine with your meal, which is um, an extra like half of a glass per course. Mm -hmm. So they told us it equated to about three to four glasses of wine, which since we were driving home that night, we decided not to. But you do have that option as well to add on wine with your courses yeah we we didn't yeah like you said we didn't do that we just we just got some cocktails um which were delicious which were really good very strong mm-hmm. <clears throat> i will say that mine was the uh the bitter storm which had a little bit of uh grapefruit in it yes um it was like i said it was good it was uh but yeah it was very very strong <laughs> and i got the napa passion which didn't taste strong at all it was very yeah. fruity it was delicious 10 out of 10, totally would recommend that one. I don't even really know what was in it, Yeah, but it was good. It was good. It was good. So now that we've started talking about stuff that we've consumed at uh-huh. Napa Rose, let's let's talk about, let's go through each course, mm-hmm. tell them a little bit about it and what we thought about it. I, I, either we can rate it or... Yeah. Yeah. We had um, mostly different yeah. meals for each course. There were a few where we got the same. Um, so course number one was... Caviar with it had it was on like a lo- chopped lobster with something else mm-hmm. and an avocado mash and a chip almost think, like a little Mexican guacamole thing. I think it was technically an avocado mousse. Oh yes, yeah. yes, it was so good though. Yeah, really I, delicious. I would never in my life have ever picked caviar to try, <laughs> and it was so good. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the caviar part. Part was a little intimidating because you think of caviar. I mean, they're fish eggs, and, and it was a big. It was a lot caviar. of yeah, it was a lot of caviar, and I thought it was going to be like super salty, maybe too fishy. But no, it was a really good uh, blend of ingredients, and I mean, each bite it was just one of the. I think with every course I did this, but specifically starting with the first one, I just I had to take a bite of every little ingredient and just kind of savor it for as long as possible. And mm-hmm. that one was surprisingly very good. Yeah, and we both had the same one on that one. It was really good. What would you rate that one? Uh, let's see, out of ten. Yeah, I would probably rate that one. I'd go with an eight, eight out of ten. I'd go with an eight or a nine. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Course two. Course two. I had a scallop, specifically a grilled diver scallop, and they told us all about how the diver goes down and gets a scallop just for their restaurant. It was a whole big thing. I don't think I heard that because of how strong my drink was. <laughs> and you needed or, some food to or consume. Or <laughs> I was too busy just watching all the chefs. It's yes. one of those. Yes. Or both of those. <laughs> and it was sautéed with a cashew peach relish with a white nectarine coolest i was like a 
I don't know, kind of like a saucy thing. Mm-hmm. So some of the some of the items we found on their menu, so we actually know what it's called. And yeah. some of the items we got were not on the menu. So we're just going to do our best to describe it for you. But yeah. that one was delicious. The scallop was so good. Yeah, I remember I, I tried. That was one of the ones that I, I liked a little. I liked yours a little bit better than mine. It's funny because I think I liked yours a little bit better than yeah. mine on that one. I think on that, I that might have been the only one where we were just like, well, <laughs> we should have switched. We switched. <laughs> but regardless, was, this one was still good. So I had, and again, I, I'm going to butcher this. I had the yellow carpaccio, which is like a fish. Yellow tail. Yellow tail. And with summer confetti, hot splashed with olive oil. Which that summer confetti was like a tomato capers with capers. Yeah, I think that's why. Oh, and remember, it was sitting on like a little sliver of potato too. Oh, that's right. It had. That's right. I forgot about the potato. I thought it was really good. Again, not probably something that I would have ordered just if I was going to you know a seafood restaurant, but I thought it was pretty good. I've never really been a huge caper fan, but I did like how the capers, the taste of the capers, kind of blended in with the fish and and the potato. I love capers. That's why I think I liked yours Probably. really good. Yeah. And it was kind of like a sushi grade. Very sushi-esque, yeah. That was like kind of cooked sliced, when they put yeah. the, the oil on it. What would you rate yours? That one I would probably rate like a 6 out of 10. I think I would do like a 7 or 8 for mine. Yeah. It was good though. Uh, course number 3, I had the ahi tuna. And it also came with a little oyster on top of like an heirloom tomato. The sauce that was like underneath was not my favorite, but the ahi tuna was probably the best thing I had all night. It was yeah. it was like grilled perfect. It was so good. Yeah, that one was good. The one I had for my course three was the pan seared, some type of fish, white fish uh, with bruschetta. And some type of, and I have, again, I have a picture of it, but we couldn't find the name and all the components on the website or online, but it had some type of like yellowish foam, like a strip of it in the middle. Um, but regardless, it was, it was really good. The fish was cooked perfectly. I liked the, the top of the fish was, was kind of crusted a little bit, like the, and it had like some type of like tomato sauce underneath it. I thought it blended really, really well with the, um, with like the bruschetta. Um, if I were to uh, rate it, I would probably give it a 7 out of 10. I probably would give mine like a 9 or a 10. It was, <laughs> well, I take that back. An 8 or a 9 because I didn't like the sauce. But the fish itself, 10 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah, that fish was good. Uh, course number four, I had the summer corn-filled pasta coins. And it came with a flavored foam, which I forget what they said the flavor of the foam was. But it was very interesting to have foam as like a flavoring yeah. on the plate. But that one, I liked that one. There was lots of like usage of foam. Yeah, funky things. And yeah, mousse or whatever. They, yeah, <laughs> they had like those bottles of like you typically see with like homemade whipped cream that they that they put I guess all the ingredients in and it turns it into like some type of mousse or foam consistency. They like shake it all up. Yeah. <laughs> so I, they I feel like they used a lot of that in these um, in these dishes. Uh, my course four, which I think was my favorite, was the fazoletti pasta filled with. I'm gonna butcher this. <laughs> Nudia, Nudija, which no is like idea. I don't know how to pronounce it, but we looked it up. It's a spicy pork sausage. Uh, tossed in basil pesto this was hands down yeah this was my favorite dish of the night it was so delicious it was so many different flavors the spicy the spicy pork sausage was 
fantastic. I, I really love this dish. I, I liked would, I liked my corn coins. Yeah. Corn, <laughs> corn coins. I would rate this one. I would definitely rate a nine out of ten. Okay, well, yeah. I'm glad you got that one because I thought that one was a little spicy for me. Yeah. So you're not a big spicy person. Uh, no, but I did like mine. I would probably give it a seven or an eight. It was good, but yeah. it was not like memorable. Yeah, I guess you could say. Uh, course number five, we had the same thing. Yes, the palate cleanser. It was a palate cleanser. Kind of weird. Like, yeah, it was like a little tiny dollop of sorbet. Yeah. With champagne, and there was something else in there. I don't really know what it was. Something crunchy. Something crunchy. It was a little sweet. Ooh, little sweet. <laughs> Hello, puberty. Uh, a little sweet. Um, but yeah, I would say it was. It was kind of nice to break that up right before your the the main dish. I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think we should rate that. <laughs> no, no. It wasn't anything yeah. to write home about. It was champagne and and sorbet. Yeah. Uh, course number six, which was our main course, I had the filet mignon and I couldn't find it on the menu, but it had like some kind of red peach sauce. And then on the side was like some kind of bread crumb, crumbly stuff. But it was, that was also one of my favorite dishes. That one was really good. Yeah. I think this is one of the ones where, again, I liked my dish quite a bit. But I, I remember trying yours and, again, being like, oh, I kind of like that a little bit more. I think there might have been another one, too. I think the scallop one, if I didn't mention oh, it already. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was one of the other ones where I was like, man, this is – what I got is really good. But I think I liked yours a little bit more. But for my um, for my next course, course number six, was the Vindaloo Heirloom Pork Chop with tenduri curry and peach chutney <clears> – peach chutney <laughs> with figs on the side. Um, I don't think – I'm not a huge pork chop fan to begin with, but I will say this pork chop was cooked perfectly, had really good flavor. The uh, curry sauce, the tandoori curry sauce uh, was very, very flavor flavorful. I don't re quite remember the peach chutney part of it, but I do remember the sauce was delicious. Um, and I'm not a big fig guy, but the figs were good. They're very figgy, I guess. <laughs> but, I don't know. but it was, again, something that I probably would never order on my own. Really liked it. Mm -hmm. I would probably give this one like, I'd give this one like a seven and a half out of ten. Yeah, I'd give mine like a nine. Yeah. A nine. Because that peach, that peach sauce underneath was really sweet. And so it worked really well with the steak. Almost good. Uh, course number seven <laughs> was... Uh, I like that. Uh, singing of the number seven. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that for you the next Lucky one, Lucky number too. seven. <laughs> um, was we got the same thing. It was a pastry with some melted cheese inside. And they said the type of cheese. And I don't remember what it was. It was like their specialty cheese of the night. I don't know. Some kind of gruyere or... Probably not. I'm not even going to try to remember or pronounce <laughs> what it was. I just remember that it was absolutely fantastic. It was so good. It was kind of like a pastry. It was um, crusted on top because it had been baked. And it had honey glaze and also a flavored foam of some sort. I don't really know what. But that one was really good, too. Yeah, that one was delicious. Uh, you know, I'm a cheese fan. So anything with cheese, I'm probably going to like. I would probably give that one... I'd probably give that one a nine, nine out of ten. Really? Yeah. I was going to give it like a seven. 
Really? I know. I love cheese. I do. But I didn't particularly like that type of cheese that was in there. Okay. But it was good. Yeah. It was very good. Last but not least. Well, not last. Not quite. Yeah. Uh, course number eight <laughs> was kind of our dessert. I wasn't a big fan of this one. It was like a little... I think you were right in calling it kind of like a hush puppy, hush puppy yeah. with like a sliver of peach and a little bit of sorbet maybe on the side. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture and I guess that sorbet, I don't remember it. Maybe it was some kind of cream. Yeah, it, it kind of looks like a peppery mashed potato <laughs> in the photo. But yeah, I, I don't remember if it was a sorbet or a cream. I remember the hush puppy being really good. I'm just not a big peach person. So the peach, you know... I ate the peach. I ate the whole thing. I combined the peach with all the other parts of it. So, I mean, it was it was good, but it not my not really my cup of tea. My thing with that one, it tasted really good, but the hush puppy thing was a little dry on the inside. I think that's how it was supposed to yeah. be. I just wasn't a fan of it. Yeah. But, yeah. Would, that was that was the eight courses. Right, right. Technically. Yeah. I would give that one I'd probably give that one a six out of ten. Yeah, same. Again, and it was small. Yeah, it was pretty tiny. Not a big peach person, but I thought I thought all the flavors combined together was was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And so technically, when you go, unless you're going for a birthday or some type of special event um, like anniversary, that's typically what they would give you is eight courses. But we were technically there for your for your birthday. Mm-hmm. So a belated we actually birthday. belated yeah, belated birthday. So we were able to get an additional course that consisted of... A big old dessert. Big old dessert. <laughs> big old raspberry and, dessert. And when they came, they asked us, do you want chocolate or fruit? And then the couple next to us had gotten one of the chocolate and one of the fruit. And the fruit one looked divine, yeah. delicious. And so we both were like, yeah, we want that fruit one. And then he even came back and he was like, well... I have raspberry or you could do like a, I have a blueberry peach cobbler More thing. Peach. Yeah. And so uh, we both chose the raspberry because we saw that dessert and it looks so freaking good. Yeah. I think he was just like, are you sure you guys want the exact same thing? Uh, yeah. And I was just like, I think, I think we even told him because you were like dead set on the raspberry dessert and we were just like, well, we would probably do something different but i'm not a peach fan so let's stick with the raspberry yeah and so it was like um like a custardy pudding ish with raspberries inside and then the top had like um some crumbly cakey stuff and then it had this fancy schmancy looking thing (laughs) of red it it didn't taste like anything it was just for looks and then like like a red leaf yeah. Thing. I don't know what it was. I'm looking at a picture of it, but it was definitely fancy. And then it had a dollop of raspberry sorbet on top with some gold leaf. And around the sides, it was like a lemon sauce. So you got one whole scoop of everything, and it was delicious. What would you rate it? 10 out of 10. <clears throat> I ate the whole thing. <laughs> well, we ate the whole thing out of everything. So that, <laughs> that's not really the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the, the marker there, but I would agree. I don't know if I'd give it a 10 out of 10. I would probably give it, I'd give it a nine. Yeah. I'd give it a nine. I liked it. I love raspberry desserts, but um, yeah, I thought it was really cool to eat gold. Gold. I think that's what brought it up from an eight to a nine. It's just the ability <laughs> to say that I ate gold. You ate gold. I ate gold. 
Uh huh. Sorry, I was gonna say that technically wasn't the last thing that we ate, though. No, but I do. I do want to. Before we go into that, I want to just say the service was impeccable. Yes. Our waiter was so great. Super nice. Super knowledgeable. And so, literally, when we were leaving, we were like, "Oh, by the way, we saw a bunch of people get this really yummy-looking focaccia bread. Can we take one of those to go for home?" And he was like, "Yeah, why not? <laughs> sure thing." So we well, did get a focaccia bread to go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every time, like, I feel like I saw this like seven or eight times. I would see them like take the bread out put it down and I'm just looking at it like, dang, that looks so freaking good. And it smelled so good. And I remember you had read somewhere online that somebody did something similar where they, I think they even asked one of the waiters like, Hey, are we going to get some of that bread? And they're like, no, 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 you don't want to eat any of the bread because it's going to fill you up. It's an eight course meal. You know, there's smaller portions, but you'll be super full. If you eat the bread, you're going to, it's just, it's too much, Mm -hmm. which I agree. If, if you go, um, don't get the bread initially. Take it home with you because I think any more than what we had that evening, that time mm-hmm, that we were there, mm-hmm. would have been just way too much food. But you're sitting there and you know you're seeing all the different foods that are going out, and some of it you're just like, dang, that looks really good. But every time I saw the bread, I was like, I want some of that damn bread. <laughs> so he was, yeah, he was super cool about it. He gave us a you know a thing of bread. Um, but what the other thing that I was gonna say too, as far as the service goes, is just how on point everybody is. So like when you when you get up from your chair, there's usually somebody there to kind of pull it back a little bit. And then mm-hmm. when you walk away, let's say if you have to use the restroom, somebody comes over and kind of scoots it back in. Yeah, and they'll fold your napkin for you. And they'll fold your you. napkin for you. And then when you come back, somebody's usually there to pull the chair back. Put your napkin back. Put your napkin back. So service there is really, really cool. Really yes. incredible. And we got a fresh set of silverware for every single course. Yep. So they completely cleared everything except for our drinks. Every time um, they came and cleared our plates and then they would, somebody would come through and set down the silverware and then another person would come through and set down your plate and be like, this is la 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 la. And you're like, okay, great. You said it so fast. I don't remember what you said, (laughs) but it looks delicious. Thank you. (laughs) But there were some other things on the menu that looked interesting. Um, the couple sitting next to us, we were talking to them for a while. Like one of the dishes they got was like a rabbit, rabbit sausage. Oh, yeah. That looked good. That looked good. I saw they had duck on the menu, which is why they ask you like those questions of, you know, are you open to trying new things? Um, and it sounds like that this obviously, it wasn't like their first rodeo here. No. They had gone a bunch of times already. Oh, yes. Yeah. They were seasoned veterans of not only this restaurant, but the chef's table. They had done the chef's table quite a few times. They knew some of the waiters by name. Yeah. They were very friendly. Very nice. Um And we got some good tips from them. (laughs) So they were saying how if you want to eat at the restaurant and you don't have a reservation, come right when they open at five or a couple minutes before they open and ask to sit at the bar. And you can get all the same menu items that you can in the restaurant, but sit at the bar. And so that's a way to get in without if you don't have a reservation. Right. And they were talking about that New Year's Eve party. That's right. They Napa Rose apparently throws a huge New Year's Eve party. They said it was like five hundred bucks a ticket. Very fancy. You got to dress like in ball gowns, and it's a whole big thing. It's a dinner and a party and a celebration, all up until New Year's Eve. 
Maybe so one that was day. crazy. <laughs> Maybe one day when we win the lottery yeah. or something. I don't know. Yeah. But so overall, based off of the experience, the food, would you would you do the chef's kitchen again? What what would you rate your overall experience? I would rate it. I don't want to give it a 10 out of 10, but it was pretty fantastic. You can't give it a 10 out of 10. Exactly. I'll give it a 9 out of 10. Okay. It was it was really good. Yeah. Everything we had was delicious. If there was something that we didn't like, I'm sure we could have asked for a different something. Yeah. The waiters were fantastic. The chefs were fantastic. You could, like, I didn't want to bug them because they were working, but you could have asked them questions. Um they were interactive. Well, and it was interesting too because where we were sitting, they were like making the same dish over and over and over again. So it was interesting to see how they would make it every time. Um, the food was fantastic. Chefs were fantastic. Everybody was fantastic. And I told Chris, you know, it's a fanny, fancy restaurant when you go to the bathroom and they have washcloths <laughs> to dry your hands and not just paper towels. That's true. That is pretty fancy. <laughs> That was a fancy, it's a fancy restaurant for a fancy hotel. And they have like all these like Michelin stars. Like they're a very well-known restaurant. Napa Rose. Yeah. And very extensive wine menu too, I'm pretty sure. They had a bunch of like wine bottles everywhere that had won awards and stuff as their decoration. Yeah. What would you rate it <laughs> overall? Overall, <clears throat> I would probably give it an eight. Mm-hmm. Eight out of ten. I thought the food was great, and again, I will like just preface this like everything that I ate was really, really good. There were a couple things that I ate that um, let me rephrase that. There were a few things that I liked better that Rochelle got versus what I got, but again, nothing that I had I disliked. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm not, and I'm not like scoring that against the, the restaurant because we were well aware that that was probably going to happen. And that was one of the nice things about going with a second person instead of like by yourself is you do get the opportunity to try more food because you could, you know, take a bite out of somebody else's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that I thought the food was great. I thought the whole experience of watching all the chefs in their element, I thought that was really, really cool. Uh, the, the waiter that we had that helped us was super helpful. Very, very nice. Um, I think for me, it's always going to be a little different for, you know, for everybody, but it's $150. Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna talk about the price point too. So yeah. Per person. Yeah. Sorry. Per person. That's sort of where I feel like, and again, somebody might be completely opposite of my opinion on this. That's where I'm just kind of saying, okay, well... It's a little expensive, and and it's mm-hmm. it's, hard, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to explain. Like it's it's a cool experience. The food is great. It's just so expensive. Yeah. And you you do I will I will say you get a lot for it because the food is great and you get that cool experience. But it's just it's hundred and fifty dollars per person. So yeah. that's where I kind of have to knock it down a point because nothing is going to be ten out of ten. I I don't care which restaurant you go to. There's always going to be something that's better that's out there. So mm-hmm. can never give it a ten out of ten. Nine out of ten, I would say is is fairly reasonable and I would agree. But because it's just so gosh darn expensive, mm-hmm. I had to knock it down a point. Understandable. I get that. 
And so I was going to talk about the pricing. So it was 150 bucks a person. Right. Our cocktail was around $20 each. And then if you added the wine service, that was an additional $90, which is also why we didn't do the wine service because, you know, what we were okay with not an extra $100. <laughs> yeah. I, I was – I. I think you might have told me that the wine service was that expensive, but when he when he was like, "Oh, do you want the wine?" and I was like, "Well, maybe." And then when I saw the price, I was like, "You know what? I'm already spending $150 <laughs> on this good. meal. I don't think we need to spend another 180." Yeah, yeah. We so we had never eaten there before, but after eating that food, we both agreed we have to go back to eat like in the regular yeah, room yeah. it was really good food I, I, here's what i and yeah that's a good point so i don't know if i would do the chef's kitchen part of it again mm-hmm. i would probably do kind of what those people next to us um advised us like if, if we if we don't have a reservation either sitting at the bar mm-hmm. because you can order the same food or next time we go to disneyland actually try to make a reservation at just the regular restaurant yeah because there, like i said there was a lot of food that i saw going out that I was just like, damn, that looks really good. Yeah, I want to try that. Yeah, I want that. <laughs> and so, like, now that we know just how good the quality of food is, like, I would definitely want to go back, mm-hmm. sit at the regular restaurant, and just eat just a normal dish because I know how excellent it's going to be. Yeah. And not have to spend $150 per person. Yeah. I don't know what the prices are per dish, but I imagine, like, any higher-end restaurant, it's probably going to be 30 like 40 50, 50 bucks, bucks, somewhere yeah. around there. Still better than 150 Yeah. Well, and that princess uh, breakfast thing that they do there, it makes me think that the food is going to be fantastic if you go. But that's another one. I think it's either 130 or 150 per person. It's yeah. a it's a higher priced thing. But the food, based on our dinner, is going to be fantastic. It's uh, definitely one of those experiences that if you can do it, definitely yeah. try it once in your life. If, and if it's something that is in your budget. Mm-hmm. It's it's worth it's worth trying. And as far as experiences at Disneyland, um, there are some experiences that I don't think are attainable by the general public, such as Club, Club 33, 33, which has fantastic food. So I've heard. <laughs> or there's that. I'm going to say, wait a minute, you're a member? I wish. What? <laughs> or there's that 21 Royal that is... Uh, a restaurant area above Pirates of the Caribbean. It used to be like a gallery you could walk through, but now they've made it into a restaurant. That one is like $9,000 for a party of 10. That's probably never, ever going to happen in our lifetime either. That's but only, this is like... That's only 1000 per per person. It's right, not too bad. Right, but this is like the next attainable thing that, yes, it's pricey, but it's an experience that the general Joe Schmo off the street could probably do if it's in your budget yeah it's not it's not completely like impossible to get a reservation it's definitely doable it it might take some time but it's like i said it's definitely doable it's a really cool experience if it's in budget try it out i think i would say that i'm i'm glad i experienced it because one it was something that we had were trying to do for many years and two now that i've been able to you know try it try the different things i i just appreciate the restaurant a little bit more i mm-hmm. guess so the next mm-hmm. time we do go there like i'll know how good it is yeah um and again like just off of the experience alone it's just so super high end 
And yeah. I feel like even even if you're not spending $150 at the chef's kitchen, you're still going to get a lot of that same or similar experience just at the restaurant alone. Yeah. And we can say we've vacuum card. Yes, and eaten gold. <laughs> and eaten gold. I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> In fact, on my tombstone, I want it to say... Eaten gold. Has eaten gold and caviar. <laughs> Live the life. Live the life. <laughs> Champagne wishes and caviar drinks. Yes. But yeah, I mean, I, I think we have zero regrets. I think we, mm -hmm. we're super happy that we did it. And maybe we'll do it again in another 10 years. <laughs> maybe. Well, I don't think we're going to be like that couple that was sitting next to us. And oh, yeah, we've probably that, done it. That couple, they said they, times. that couple, they said they've done the chef's table four or five times, but they eat specifically at that restaurant every eight to 10 days. I was like, dang, you are living the life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the life that you hope to live when you retire. God, right? Yeah. Yes, 100%. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for listening. I know we've been talking about this uh, dining experience for a while, and we're glad that we're able to share with you what we thought. Uh, we'll probably post some stuff on our Instagram page. We'll probably post some more photos. I was going to mention, if you want to see pictures of any of the stuff that we talked about, I'm going to post them all on our Instagram, which is uh, finding no discovering <laughs> i can't even remember discovering adventure podcast on instagram yes i'm so, gonna double check to make sure that's right yeah to check that. Uh, <laughs> so we'll post some photos some more photos because we took quite a few um and like she's like rochelle said if if there's something that it's something specific that you want to see uh we can definitely do that too um yeah go look at all the lovely food that we just described to you <laughs> uh i think on the last podcast i posted a poll so I think I think the only way you can view it though is on Spotify, and based off of some of the analytics that I've seen, most of the people that listen to this is on Apple Podcasts. So I'll I, post a poll. I was gonna say we need Instagram to post a poll too. on Instagram. Basically, mm -hmm. like the, like I mentioned before, there's like four or five different subjects now that we want to kind of dive into. I know the holidays are coming up, so we definitely want to make a podcast about that. But there's a few others that we've been kind of toying toying with, and we want to get your input. We want to know what you guys want to hear. If there's a specific subject that we've been talking about that you think would be really good to cover let us know maybe there's something that we aren't going to talk about that you think we should so let us know about that mm -hmm. we're always open to suggestions always open to suggestions and uh yeah i think thanks for listening thanks for listening <laughs> let's go eat some lunch not an aperos <laughs>